yo, yo, yo. What's up? Uh, right back like I left something. So what's the matter with me podcast? The Godcast. The Dad Podcast. The Fishing Broadcast. It's holiday 2023. You are tuned into the What's the Matter with Me podcast. My name is John. I'm 44 years old, husband, father of two, small business owner, radio DJ, podcaster, and I have multiple sclerosis and trigeminal neuralgia. I made this podcast to share what I'm going through. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks and praise. I've been off a few weeks. Trigeminal neuralgia started coming back. We had all these atmospheric rivers and all this stuff going through the West Coast. And when we have a lot of meteorological activity, I have feelings in my trigeminal nerve. I get zapped. So I had to go up on medication, not a lot, but I went up one pill. And even that has like an effect. It's also kind of disheartening and crushing to have trigeminal neuralgia back. It like brings on a lot of anxiety. You're like, when's it going to happen again? But this time when I started having sensations in my trigeminal nerve, I went up on medication right away instead of sitting around waiting for it to get really bad. I just did that and it actually worked to kind of kick the pain down a notch and now I'm kind of getting close to remission. I'm going to knock on wood about that. Because there are more storms in the 10-day forecast. So it's kind of like I like to go down. I bet everyone with trigeminal neuralgia would like to go down on their medication. But they're also afraid that their trigeminal neuralgia will come back. So I'm in that boat. I think when I can have no pain for a week... I can think about going down on the medication. And so far I'm having it right now. I'm like in every other day territory. So every other day I'm having some sensations. Not a lot, but some. I haven't been on the What's the Matter With Me podcast for some weeks. So thank you for tuning in. I'm glad you survived. I survived as well. This episode will include Thanksgiving. We had a whole Thanksgiving thing. The last time I was on, I was like, Thanksgiving is taking over my life. It took over my life. We had, we had it and the people came, all this stuff happened. You know, I went up on my meds. You we'll go through all this stuff. I went on a date. I told the guy at the mobility shoe store I was a hipster. So let's get into it. First off, shout outs, big time shout outs. Shout out to the poet Joe M. Wally, who called me to thank me for sending a link to his link tree. 
And he was kind of like, at the same time, he was mentioning that almost no one listens to my podcast. So it's like a backhanded compliment. It's the kind of thing. Joe was in my rock band in high school. He played guitar. And now he is a published poet. So I got to give it to him. He went through this process. He's a published poet. No one listens to my podcast. I get it. I don't know what Joe's got in his face tattoo drawer. Maybe he has one. I'm a published poet. A scrap of paper. So that you can always be deciding and never have decided on what you're going to get tattooed on your face. Because then you might one day just be like, okay, today's the day. No, you want to always be deciding. So you need a drawer full of scraps of paper with ideas written on them, phrases written on them, or drawings on them for facial tattoo ideas. But you need those ideas because they're kind of stimulating. But you also want it always to be in this incipient becoming space. Where it's always like, I might get that, but I might get this other one. You need to be always deciding. Never have decided on what you're going to get for a facial tattoo. Or else you might go out and get a face tattoo. That's the idea. Last week, I got to give a shout out to the KFJC DJ Jeremiah Johnson. And he gave us a shout out on Saturday morning at 8.30 when we're all in the kitchen listening to KFJC as we made the coffee, as we did stuff like that. Got our breakfast ready. We were all listening. And he was like, got to give a shout out to John and his family. And then he like mentioned Hop and Hot Sauce. So first off, let me give a shout out. To hop in hot sauce. Hop in hot sauce, it's the best hot sauce. Hop in hot sauce, it's the best sauce in the world. The world, I'm telling you. So big shout outs to Jeremiah Johnson. He's on Saturdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on KFJC. He gave my family a shout out. Are you kidding? In in KFJC, in this station, I send them my, my Christmas card. You know, when you get in, in my good graces, you get a Christmas card. So, you know, send me your email address. Or when you email me at john at hopinworld.com, J-O-H-N at hopinworld.com, I will give you a shout out, but you know, you could also just give me your mailing address and I'll send you my Christmas. I'll put you on the Christmas card list. So KFJC is on the Christmas card list. And if you go to the station, sometimes they have put up my Christmas card. So he gave me a shout out to my family and it was really surprising. I had no idea it was coming and so he's just like shout out to john and his family hopping hot sauce is the best sauce so you heard about hopping hot sauce you can get that on amazon it's the holiday season it's the perfect time to get hopping hot sauce 
And it's like on Amazon, so it's perfect for your last minute gifts. Hoppin' Hot Sauce is a last minute gift par excellence on Amazon. Check it out. So we were trying to go see that Martin Scorsese movie, Killers, Killers of the, what, what is that called? Killers of the Flower Moon. But that movie is really long. It's like three and a half hours. It's like Lawrence of Arabia or something. It's really long. So we couldn't get, we were going to go see it. We got a babysitter and then we were like, we can't have this babysitter from like 530 to midnight, which is what it would take to see this movie. So instead of seeing the movie, we went to dinner and I was kind of like places to eat in Oakland, which is always bad when you're just Googling randomly. And so we ate at this place, Yonsei Hand Roll. Yonsei Hand Roll. And it was right across from the Fox Theater. So they do a theater business, you know, they get you in and out, go see the show. What do they sell there? It's kind of like this gray room. It's attached to this ramen restaurant, and I think it shares the kitchen. So it's kind of like the restaurants on 6th Street in the East Village where they're all Indian restaurants, but they're like, they they rumored to all have the same kitchen. You would go there for your birthday and they would flash the lights. They had crazy Christmas lights. So there are all these Indian restaurants all next to each other. So that's kind of how this hand roll place. It was like using the kitchen of the ramen place next door in this hand roll thing, it was kind of like sashimi or sushi rolls or kind of maki, like where you just pick it up. Um, it's wrapped in nori, but it's kind of open at, at the same time. And it was all right. It was nothing. You know, my wife is, my wife is Japanese and she was like, I don't know exactly if she was feeling it, you know? She was like, whatever. So it had some high points. It was this gray room. It was painted gray, and there was a neon sign that said Yonsei. And that was it. And it was like, this is this minimal little room to get people in and out of the Fox Theater. But it was cool to be down there. All these people making the theater scene. I don't think I would go there again. Maybe if I was going to the Fox Theater. But maybe I would get the ramen. I guess I've already been there. So something, you know, if you have MS, something people do is they'll like send any article about MS. They'll send it to you. Even if they're married to you, they'll just send you a link. So I got this UCSF link. A blood test shows MS worsening one to two years before it happens. So at UCSF, I guess they figured out, okay, this is by Suzanne Lee. 
multiple sclerosis patients whose blood tests revealed elevated NFL, a biomarker of nerve damage, could see worsening disability one to two years later, according to a new study spearheaded by researchers at UC San Francisco. So it's like UCSF, it's the first study to say like, okay, it's one to two years. So it's like my take home as a patient isn't very high. And I'm like, okay, so skipping down, it's like the rising of NFL up to two years before signs of disability worsening represents the window when interventions may prevent worsening said Ahmed Abdelak, MD of the UCSF Department of Neurology. So it's not like this is not important. It's just like, how much can I get from this? You know, um, this seems like it's important for doctors. And, you know, there's some intervention. You can treat MS. You have a couple of years before it happens with this test but what does that mean for me as a patient people send you stuff so I'm thankful that people think of me and um but you know what can I do limited it's limited what I can do we cook chicken and pasta with caramelized shallots something that is like uh A shorthand for me is to use these caramelized shallots. You get them at the Asian market and they can provide texture. I had some leftover chicken. So brown some um, sliced garlic, cubed up the leftover. I think it was uh, roast chicken, tossed it with pasta, some pasta water, put it on the plate and dump caramelized shallots on it. I'm not sure that sounds very good. But caramelized shallots will get you where you need to go without having to caramelize shallots, which is kind of a pain. And sometimes you burn them. And my wife burned them two times and she was like, enough with this. So I buy the tub of caramelized shallots. I use them in salad. And I use them when I'm kind of putting together a pasta. That note about cooking was from so long ago, I kind of forget the meal. But I, you listened. We, we went through it anyway. Thanksgiving was for 14 people this year. The Thanksgiving meal was pretty amazing. It worked out. We had 14 people, family, family, friends. It was cool. So let's see what we have. We had mash. We had the, the menu kind of separated into make ahead stuff. We would make ahead day of the stuff we're cooking and then things that the guests can bring. So make ahead. We made mashed potatoes. We made gravy. Once we have the turkey, because then we have the giblet, we can make the gravy. We made cranberry sauce and cranberry relish. 
the dressing was make ahead. Nemo no. That's some Japanese food. We had to make that. It's kind of like some braised vegetables in a broth. Then mac and cheese. So all that make ahead. Day of made the ham on the rotisserie. The turkey. Brussels sprout. Coffee and whipped cream. And the guests brought a magnificent cheese plate. Shout outs to Rocky. Rocky came through with the cheese plate. It was good. The challah bread. Kind of orangey, citrus, yam stuff. My mom brought that. It was good. I was like, we need something orange on the plate. It worked. Onigiri, which is like uh, rice balls. Rencon. It's like steamed lotus root. Then pie, we got pie and cookies. My cousin brought the cookies. And then um, Brad's mom brought the pie. It's interesting. We segue from the blood test into the pie. Well, we'll get into it. Before Thanksgiving, though, I wrote the sauerkraut recipe for the school recipe book. You know, they came at us and they're like, we need a recipe for your family. And I was like, well, something we've made for years is the sauerkraut. But it's kind of a weird recipe. John was not stoked. He was like, it takes like five weeks to make that. And I was just like, well, I wrote out the sauerkraut recipe. It's pretty simple. We have a really simple version of it. We have kind of a family recipe. And sauerkraut is the first recipe, but it's super simple version. Cabbage, so it's it's kraut. Cabbage and 5% kosher salt by weight. So, you know, we weigh out the cabbage and we mix it with 5% salt and then we pack it in um, a crock. So anyhow, I made that and Nami was like, this is kind of crazy. You know how it is. And so she was like, I'm going to rewrite it. I just used some recipe. I Googled some recipe template and then I wrote it out. Sauerkraut, 5% kosher salt by weight. That's all you need and time. Make sure it doesn't have air. You want to have liquid come out of the cabbage cover the cabbage so the cabbage is not touching air sometimes you have weights we have weights you can use a plate with a ziploc bag of water on top of it if you need to weigh it down more i can get into the sauerkraut recipe i can give tips to you know anyway i can do that for a long time that's our family recipe for the school recipe book. Kind of embarrassing. I see that. I can see that. Sorry, John. So the dark days are over. The espresso machine is back. That's also probably why I couldn't get it together. I had no energy. I was having drip coffee. And drip coffee is not my thing. I like a cappuccino. That gets me straight. Dark days are over. The espresso machine is back, but it came back without the porta filter. So I was like, 
dark days are still here. There's no porter filter. I told my wife, I'm like, where is it? She's like, huh? So then the kid, I called the espresso machine cleaners and the kid was like, brought it to me. So it's like happy days are, we're here again. This happened. We, we've had the espresso machine back for a couple of weeks now. This year, I think we're going to take a break from having the booze only Yankees swap this year because all things are in moderation. We had Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, I was like, no booze only Yankees swap. Too much planning, too many other people in the house, enough of that. Baba is coming from Japan. That's really exciting. Of course, it's been too long and we will have her back. I was just going through photos and she came up a lot because she came to San Jose a lot to see the kids. There's a lot of pictures of her in the backyard. So maybe the booze only Yankee swap. You can have your own booze only Yankee swap. You can just... Why not? You don't even have to have your own booze on the Yankee swap. You can just say, say you're having it. Or you can toast, toast to the booze on the Yankee swap. It, you know, it, it's a, didn't happen this year. All things in moderation. Cheers. My face is bothering me due to the storms. There's a lot of storms that, off the west coast out in the Pacific Ocean and it made it a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately I couldn't eat dinner with my family and it's been a long time since that. And that's a traumatic experience to sit down at the meal and not be able to put anything in your mouth. And it's hard. I, I don't sit there, I leave because I'm like, I don't want to ruin your meal, but I think it it it's, it can't be great for anyone. I don't know if sitting there is better. Sitting there and being like, I can't eat with you. While while the kids had a bath, I had a a little more. I had an eight p.m. medication, so it kind of relaxed a little bit, and I was able to eat a scrambled egg on some rice. So it wasn't like I'm going to die, but it wasn't great. It wasn't like eating dinner with the kids. And we're at that time, we were a week out from Thanksgiving. It was really starting to be everything to me. You know, I was starting to wake and sleep and dream Thanksgiving. It came out okay. I was worried that in a week in that Thanksgiving, I would have the same problem. Like I couldn't eat, but it was okay. I could eat at Thanksgiving. I sat down I had the meal with everyone. It was no problem. I wasn't in fear. Kind of cleared up somehow for that day. When I, um, in October, when I went to the meat market, I was like, let me put in my turkey order. And they were like, we're going to start doing it next week. But then I didn't go back to the meat market for a long time. And until we were a week away from Thanksgiving. 
So I'm putting in the meat order there and I'm kind of stressing. I'm like, we're a week away, but it worked. So I put in the order for a ham, a half ham and a 12 pound turkey. So a light turkey and half a ham, it was good. But it it was kind of weird. Like I was up at the counter. I'm like, I am early for this. I'm either October or I'm like, it couldn't be later. I'm like sliding into home plate. It worked out. It was delicious. The mac and cheese was gooey. It was um, a pretty cool recipe. My wife has been using the calls for a lot of cheese, but also uh, evaporated condensed milk, American cheese. It's, it's pretty good. And so that with the ham, it was good. Turkey, mashed potato gravy, dressing all worked out. Everything was good. I went to the Mobility Shoe Store right before Thanksgiving in um, in Westgate Mall in San Jose. I went there and the guy asked me what kind of shoe I wanted. And I was like, hey dude, I'm a hipster and I'm cool. And he was like, so you want dress shoes? And I thought that was, in, was funny. I mean, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's, I'm a hipster. I'm cool. I want dress shoes. I never thought about it. But he was like, he analyzed my shoe style straight up and down. It was pretty good. I have a note in here that is from Thanksgiving. So we had kind of a crazy scene at the end of Thanksgiving. But at some point during Thanksgiving, I think somebody remarked and I put this note in my my and I put this note Jan hasn't been able to smell anything since he was 18 so I'm not sure if this is about Brad or Jan but a couple of them can't smell anything or one of them or since they were 18 how'd that happen so Nomi drank Jan's blood so Jen made the pies, Brad's mom, and uh, there was a plastic pie cutter. We didn't have a real metal pie cutter. We have this janky plastic one. That's not even, that's like a plastic one that you get for free with your pie that you order from Safeway or Costco or something. So it's like a, a very low quality very flimsy plastic pie cutter. Free pie cutter comes with the pie. You know what I mean? Not a real pie cutter that you have in a drawer in your house. We learned our lesson on that. Nami drank Jan's blood. At least she didn't drink her piss. That's what I thought. I was like, I told Nami, at least. We laughed about that. So... Jan makes the pies. She always makes the pies for my Thanksgiving. She's Brad's mom. She's 84 years old. She's wonderful. She's from Sacramento. She she is um one of these anti-Trump people. She's been so upset for like years now, I feel like. But this year she was cool. She was she wasn't on that. Can you believe it thing? 
I don't mind. I don't mind. You can, you can, can you believe it about any of them? They're all kind of weirdos. I mean, seriously, weirdos. They smile. It's weird because they're weirdos. That's why. Anyway, I try not to get too into politics on the podcast because it's not really my thing. Obviously, I think they're all weirdos. So, yeah, at least she didn't drink her piss. Jan has not been on that political thing this year or I didn't catch it. So she makes the pies, though. And there is nothing you can argue with about a person who brings pies to your Thanksgiving. She brings like three, four pies every year to my Thanksgiving. And like she, she is like very MVP of Thanksgiving. She makes a pumpkin pie. She makes a pecan pie. She makes a pear tart. And it's, they're all just really good. So she was cutting up the pie for everyone. She's using this flimsy free pie cutter that for some reason we kept. Why? I don't know. Anyhow, she's cutting up the pie for everyone. She's handing out to everyone. I'm the last person. You know, because I'm eating all my food. There was a ton of food. There was just a ton. And there was Japanese food. There was American Thanksgiving food. There was ham and mac and cheese. You know, it was like, there was a lot. So we got to the pie. It's dessert time. We got the coffees coming out. The pie. You come to my Thanksgiving, it's a for real Thanksgiving. It started off Rocky brought the cheese from the cheese board. It was amazing. The cheese board is a, a cheese cheesemonger cheese market. You go there, it's like they have deli cases full of cheese and olives and nuts and bread. That's what they got at the cheese board. It's all really good. Really good. If you go there, you're like, I'm going to a party on Sunday. I want to bring some cheese. The guy's like, here, I got you. And they give you some cheese and it's like unbelievable cheese. So good. So now it's pie time. I get my pie. I've got, I asked for all of it. She was like, what kind of pie do you want? I'm like, all, all. That's the answer. Wake up. If someone offers you pie, Get it all. This is you I got one life to live. So I got pumpkin, I got pecan, and I got pear. And Jan's handing it to me. And wow, looks great, except her hands are covered in red in dripping blood. This really happened. Her hands are covered in blood. I'm like I'm like you got some red stuff on your hands. So we're all just like, what? And she's like, I must have cut myself. And we're all just like, what? And in that moment, my wife is like thinking about it. She's like, I saw this red stuff on my plate. And I was like, what is that? And I tried to taste it. I tried to like eat it off the plate. 
So my wife drank Jan's blood. So, and then I'm looking at my plate and there's like blood on the pumpkin pie crust. And I'm like, I don't know about this. You know, I want to eat this pie so bad. I get this pie once a year. I've been working for a week. This has been taking over my mind. I want this pie. This is the end of it. So there's like blood spatter all over the pie crust. And not like a ton of it, but there's enough of it that you're just like, that's blood, that's blood, that's blood, that's blood, that's blood. Here on the back of my, that's blood, that's blood. So there's just a, you know, it's like, can you eat blood? That was the question of my Thanksgiving, right? And we drive it home at the end. Can you eat blood? You want to come to my Thanksgiving next year? Can you eat blood? So anyway, anyhow, my wife is like thinking, cognating. She's like, the blood was on everyone's pie. I saw it. I saw it. And she named several people whose pie had blood on it. And I won't out them here, but they also drank Jan's blood. But at least they didn't drink her piss. So I look at the bright side, people. Next year, I'm going for the pie. I was like, we are getting a real pie cutter. Like a nice metal pie cutter. A real one. Jan. Jan. Really one of the best. The best people. She got a little nick on her finger, on her knuckle. So that plastic pie cutter, it broke. Like it kind of shattered because it's flimsy junk in the process. And she was like, oh, I can still do it. But in the shattering or somehow little nick on her hand, a little drip of blood. And they kept going. And they, all of a sudden there's just blood everywhere. Whoa. Happy Thanksgiving. So, can you eat blood? Then, she washes her hand. Washes her hands. And it's cool, right? She washed her hands off. Then she's like, comes over. She's like, do you want some whipped cream? And I'm like, sure, I'll have some whipped cream. And she spoons me out some whipped cream. You know, her hands are, she washed her hands. Everything's cool. But then at the she's 84. She's like a grandmother, you know? She I mean she's full on grandmother. And she's been that for a long time. Kaito and Ayumi are like ending up high school and starting up college. That's her grandkids. So she spoons a couple of spoons of the whipped cream and then she does the grandmother move. She gets her finger and she like flex the spoon she cleans the spoon and flips it onto my plate right and in my mind i'm like yo your hand that finger was just covered in blood like how good did you wash your hands how good could you wash your i'm not trying to pick on this lovely woman but like she's did this and i was like that 
I had already gone past it. I was like picking through the pie to eat the parts that didn't have blood on them. I was like, I'm going for it, man. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm eating the pie. Can you eat blood? So I'm getting in between the crevices and getting away from the pie in my or the blood in my mind. I'm getting away from the blood. I'm safe. But then she flicks that whipped cream on my plate. And I'm like, how good can you wash the hands? And she puts the bowl of whipped cream down and there's like blood stains on it from before. Dried blood stains. And at that point, I couldn't drink. I couldn't eat any more pie. That at that point, my Thanksgiving meal was over. It was good. So Thanksgiving was over. And then, you know, remember how I was applying for to be a poet, to become a published poet. So after Thanksgiving, I started receiving rejection letters. And yeah, it's been, remember how I was like continuously applying? Now it's like I'm continuously, uniformly being rejected all my writing submissions. And to be honest, like I'm looking back at them and I'm like, why did you write a poem about a fart? Your poems are like not ready for prime time. Uniform rejection of all writing submissions. It's happening. I got one today. I'll get one tomorrow. Why um someone send me sent me this news and it was like why Down syndrome in Iceland is disappearing because they abort virtually a hundred percent of fetuses that test positive for Down syndrome. So it's like, what kind of society do you want to live in? University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, recently introduced a Bachelor of Arts degree in disability studies, the first disability studies major offered by a public university in California. So this is from Now This News. By Kennedy Mangus on November 28th, UCLA launched the first of its kind disability studies major. The institution is now offering a disability studies major, the first of its kind at a California public university that aims to take students beyond a clinical solutions-focused approach and instead look at the topic from an interdisciplinary perspective, considering social, cultural, historic, artistic, legal, and political viewpoints. Disability studies is a way of thinking about how we construct identities around health and well-being functionality and in some degrees citizenship itself, said Victoria Marks, chair of the Disability Studies Interdepartmental Degree Program to the Daily Bruin UCLA student newspaper. 
Once accepted into the major, students take courses like American Sign Language and Community Engagement and Social Change, complete an internship at a community-based agency, and create a capstone project based on original research. We see disability as a social construction. Jeffrey A. Brune, co-editor of Disability Studies Quarterly, told the LA Times very much the same way as race, gender, and sexuality are constructed. Bruin explained that even though some UCLA students don't feel the need to pass as straight if they are LGBTQIA+, many disabled students still feel pressured to pass as able-bodied, as well as that disabled students still face a lack of funding and accommodation in addition to social stigma. Students who major in disability studies can use their degree in a wide variety of fields. From medicine to law to social services, according to university officials. The program also aims for its graduates to be advocates for the disability community armed with both knowledge of academic theory and first-hand experience. Skipping down. Having a disability studies major really spots disabled people, but it also puts us into everyday conversation, said Augustine Udukumbura, member of this disabled student union. I have a note here. I'm just going to give it to you. Not just the bad stuff, but the stuff I thought was really good. Yesterday, in a discussion of popular music, John John told us Lady Gaga is washed up. I was like, who's now? He's like Taylor Swift. So Lady Gaga is washed up. Or she's ready for a comeback, I think. And that... Come on, Gaga. 